Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this latest version of uh, Tales, Tales from Outer Space, where I take an HFY story from somewhere around the internet and read it aloud for your enjoyment. All the relevant links are down below. Like, subscribe, and all that YouTube comf to help this video and channel grow. Anyways, as always, I hope that you enjoy. I would like to give a quick thanks to our Tier 5 channel members and patrons. Fallen Angel, Buzz Killington. Thank you again. Now on to the story. Story number one. Little Plastic Bricks, written by Eddie Eddie. When we got a human crew members, we were all made aware of the changes that would happen. New foods would be added to the roster, some of which we couldn't eat due to the spices used, and that there were certain foods that we had that we could not give the humans for the same reason. However, the strangest changes were those that were done with the recreation room. There were several new things added. A large set of shapeless sacks that seemed to conform to those who sat in them. A large table covered in cloth. The edges were raised as if to prevent things from falling off, but had irregular gaps along the edge. The strangest, however, were added to the advisory of the Human Interaction Council on Earth. A large open space with a raised platform around it, and several dozen large crates were placed in the same space. Each crate had labels. Some seemed to simply have measurements. However, there were no units given such as 2x3 plate, while some had long and complex names such as axle pin with friction ridges lengthwise. No one was really sure what on earth these were. When the humans were introduced to the crew, they seemed rather normal, at least, for such a strange species. They did their jobs well and kept to themselves, mostly. It took them a few days for them to discover the space set aside for the crates. One of the humans let out a yell of glee and held up something from one of the boxes. It looked like a small plastic cube. The response from the other two humans was to rush over and they started opening the crates and shouting at each other and holding up handfuls of brightly colored plastic shapes. The other crew members looked on in utter confusion. The shapes looked like some sort of toys we'd used to teach children the basic shapes and the fundamentals of geometry. The humans, however, utterly gleeful about them and started pressing the shapes together. Most of the crew dismissed this as humans being humans, a primitive race that found joy in basic things. A few, however, watched as the humans dragged over the shapeless sack chairs and set about pushing the shapes together in ever more complex manners. The shapes appeared to stick together and the humans clearly were up to something with them. Days passed and the humans kept going back to the plastic shapes. They'd often stop and do other things, but they'd always go back and resume whatever they were working on. They'd found other crates full of stranger shapes than the basic bricks. Slope bits or cross-shaped, long thin ones, even gears and other basic mechanical devices. Myself and one of the other crew members had found that watching the humans work on these plastic shapes was quite entertaining. 
as they would often lose or forget a bit and spend a while looking for it. We also learned a plethora of human swear words when one of the humans stepped on a brick without his shoes on. One day, we walked into the recreation area and saw up on the raised wall a structure. It was a copy of the ship, made out of tiny plastic shapes. Myself and the other crew who had watched the humans rushed over and started to examine this tiny copy of the ship. It was amazing. The detail was so intricate and accurate. There was even a main command deck visible through clear plastic of the command deck's windows. We spent quite a while marveling at the copy before one of the humans looked up from what they were doing and spotted us. The human took the time to show us all the extra details of the model, including the functioning cargo bay doors. We were so confused, how could such a simple thing as plastic shapes do all of this? The human offered to show us what they were doing and teach us. My companion agreed and was invited to join the human inside the raised wall to get their first lesson. I simply sat down and started to watch. Didn't take long for my crewmates to be entranced by whatever these cubes were. It was a little longer before they came over to me, carrying a crude structure. It was identifiable as a copy of a house on a home world, but it was made of dozens of different colors and had no windows or doors. It was the most basic representation, but my crewmate seemed very pleased with himself. I didn't realize it at the time, but after a few days I noticed that my crewmate had become like the humans, constantly investing time into these strange plastic shapes. He couldn't convey why it was so engrossing, but he insisted that it was worth his time. As days passed, his constructs became more and more recognizable and advanced, matching colors and shapes. Slowly, the humans and my crew member pulled up the raised area with small copies of other things. Animals, birds, vehicles. There was even a copy of a data pad that caused confusion for at least two crew members when they attempted to use it. The real shock, however, came when I came to the recreation area, only to hear a racket of clacking and clicking and the sounds of small motors whirring. It didn't take long to locate the source. Set about the human's little area of plastic shapes was well over 40 small mechanical devices that were moving little plastic balls from one to another using each different method. Some were throwing the balls, others were picking them up and carrying them. Some had rotating lifting devices, others were using mechanical stepping systems. There were more than I could track and once I started looking, it was very hard to stop following the balls along their endless journey around the chain of machines. It took a long time to realize that I had looped the entire structure at least twice. I finally tore myself away to ask the humans about what was going on. They explained to me that they decided to make what they called a ball contraption, and it had gotten out of hand. I noticed my crewmate busy fiddling with another one of these constructions. When it looked crude next to the humans, it was undeniable that it was far superior to the ones he'd started out with. It was only when the humans offered to teach anyone who wanted to know what they were doing and how to do it, 
that we discovered just how much fun these little plastic shapes could be, and why the humans love them so much. Supposedly, they were a children's toy, but with the limitations on complexity being only limited by how ingenious you could be with the little blocks, there was no reason not to build grand constructs or tiny intricate machines. It didn't help that it was far more difficult than it looked to get all of it working. Eventually, the entire crew petitioned the captain for even more of these, um, Legos to be provided to the ship. We're planning on going to the next Lego convention, as the humans call it, as the first interspecies bull contraption. End of story. Story number two. Word prompt. Aliens invade Earth. They lose. But it appears humanity accidentally committed some intergalactic war crimes. Written by Cal Bynes. What did you expect when you don't tell someone the rules they can't be expected to follow them? The representative responded to the senators. Well, uh, we didn't even need to. Usually, most civilizations didn't have the capabilities to do the sort of things you did, much less disregard of, of any reasonable standards to use it. The tall, four-legged alien countered. The Heritzian had all the time in the galaxy to research us. If they would have done any looking, they'd have seen we not only acted with restraint, but have already used it on ourselves before. The only reason we used it again was the fact that our very existence was threatened. She yelled at them, pulling up the images of the swaths of the planet taken over by the insectoids that had taken over in the months before they began using a full extent of their arms. You could have surrendered at any time. The Heritzian constantly told you they would accept any surrender. Another representative popped in, a tall, mineral-like creature. And surrender our people to the wrath of some alien group. You saw what our soldiers would do before capture and interrogation. What did you expect would happen once you started progressing even further? The human turned onto the rock creature. A loud bang sounded across the room, silencing everyone as a large robotic figure within it holding its minds of this other race. Silence! No matter the circumstances, you and your people shall be sentenced for violating the basic principles this galaxy rests upon. Your people shall be forced to labor for the species for which the rights of your kind has violated. This voice said and boomed throughout the chamber, with some representatives near fainting from the voice, not often heard except for dying circumstances. The human stayed still, staring at the gargantuan figure in the eyes. Our people will serve no one. You should have learned that by now. Try and subjugate us again, and you will learn that our chemicals are the least of your worries. She said, slamming the doors that she had entered behind her. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this video. I hope that you enjoyed, and if you do, please consider supporting the author even by popping over and leaving a thumbs up or a nice comment just to show your appreciation for the story. However, if you wish to support this channel, there are links down below which will help immensely. I will see you all in the next one, and until then, I hope that you have a fantastic day. Cheers.